everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We are so glad to be live again. I'm, I'm glad to be live again. I've been gone for a long time. We've been had, had pre-recorded sessions and so happy to share with you so many homeschooling stories. We hope that you've been really encouraged these last couple of weeks um, with those pre-recordings of people just sharing their first year homeschooling, if you're kind of trying to figure that out. And we're kind of wrapping up our SPED Homeschool Awareness Month um, with this last video. And my guest tonight is Nancy Van Loggenberg, and she's going to be talking to us about virtual education. And as from the perspective of a homeschool mom who uses it, but also as a tutor who uses it to teach other students. And so, um, so Nancy, I'm super excited about what you have to share tonight. And thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Hi, Peggy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and helping to empower your, your community. Yeah, yeah. And and we, we're we live because we want you to be part of this conversation. And I see that we have some guests already popping on. So um, if you have questions about virtual education, I know we've been getting a lot of them in our inbox lately here at Sped Homeschool. And a lot of parents going, well, how does that work? And um, how can I make that work for my student? And and be successful in using this um, this type of teaching and that a lot of public schools are kind of pulling away from and parents have panicked because they kind of liked that. I, I know I even got a message from one parent who said that her daughter's on the spectrum and she just really thrived in that online learning because she could be in a home where she's comfortable and the stress level had gone down. And now that they're requiring kids to be back in the schools again, this um, the stress level has started to go up. So, um, so Nancy, I'm, I'm just super excited that you have a story to share with us and lots of wisdom. So, um, but, um, but if you're joining us, definitely put in your, in the, the feed down below, if you're watching on YouTube, on Facebook, or on Periscope, we want to know who you are, where you're from, and um, definitely share this. If you know somebody else who's thinking, I might use virtual education, um, share it on an email, the link, or um, or just um, share it on Facebook and and put their name on there so to tag them and um, and just let them know that we're going to be talking about this tonight. So so as we get started, Nancy, I would just love for you to tell our audience just a little bit about yourself and um, maybe just um, how you got involved in teaching, because I know you got you were teaching first, even before you started homeschooling. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, my name is Nancy Van Lagerberg. I am um, the online elementary tutor. And I, this is an iteration of my business because I've always been a teacher ever since I was, you know, 10 years old. I was the babysitter. I was the mother's helper. Always, I took education in school. Um, I graduated from the University of Maine at Orono. Kind of a long time ago. <laughs> we won't talk about that. No, we don't need to. But I, um, I was a classroom teacher for nine years here in Broward County where I specialized in first and second grade. Well, I focused on first second grade and kindergarten. Mm. So I really am in that wheelhouse with teaching phonics, the love of reading, the beginning steps, the alphabet, story structure. Uh -huh. I love, uh -huh. I love teaching reading. So I was in the classroom and I, in 2018, I decided to make a, make a change for myself. I didn't really know what that change was going to be. 
Hmm. Um, my school, my school district is Broward County, and that is where Parkland happened. So just down the road mm-hmm. for me, really affected me and my mentality mm-hmm. and my mindset in the classroom. So I knew I had to make a change for my health and for my well-being. Mm-hmm. So um, another homeschool mom was at uh, the School of Rock with me and my son. My son was in. Oh, yes, we have was here too. <laughs> right. So they were taking their little guitar class, and um, I'm sitting in the the lobby with other moms. And a homeschool one of the moms approached me, and she she has been listening to me talk in the lobby with the other moms, and mm-hmm. she says, "Hey, I know you're a teacher. Um, our teacher is going to Europe for the summer. Do you think you could maybe help us out as, as a tutor?" And I said. Yes, how you know their his their her child is exactly the same age as my child, and he was five at the time. Okay. And so that was three years ago. And fast forward since then, it gave me the total blessing to go forward and create a life of my of my dreams, serving the community that I love mm-hmm. and helping families all the time with their homeschool, with their homeschool. Yeah, cool. it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a nice blend that you have that being able to to do that in your own time, and and like you said, and with your local community and and in the age group that you you pretty much stick to that age group of of teaching now. I uh, yeah, I actually you know to be honest, I've I've grown from working with just the littles all the way up now to doing um, executive functioning skills with high school students. Awesome, coming full circle mm-hmm. around. Yep full circle from I had this boy in kindergarten the parents have reached out to me in 10th grade they said can you please help him with his work and Mm -hmm. so it just goes to show like the little seeds that you plant today really do work and grow Mm -hmm. into the future so if you have a really good teacher who really loves you Uh you know you're going to grow those seeds you're going to grow that love so oh yeah 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 we we found the same babysitters my daughter grew up with one and it's like we got to keep her (laughs) So, yeah, it's um, in in homeschool. And I know we were talking about this, Nancy, before we got started. But as a homeschool family, you build a community. And um, and as an online teacher, you're part of that community. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I know that homeschool families are not disconnected. They mm-hmm. their their children are not unsocialized. Yeah. <laughs> homeschool families know how to keep their children very busy, mm-hmm. and also the families are very busy. It's not that they're sitting home all day watching TV. I know that. Yeah, I know yeah. that. <laughs> so, and but the thing is with homeschool families is trying to find that balance between you know really feeling like I got this as a parent and moving mm-hmm. forward and just knowing like as soon as you start to feel like stress or dread that's mm-hmm. your trigger to say I need to reach out I need to listen to Peggy's podcast I need to reach out and get Nancy for some tutoring for my child mm-hmm. I need to outsource my reading block because I don't know how to yeah. teach this technical stuff right mm-hmm. so use your resources use other parents use other pods homeschool groups wisdom. Yes. I, I think a lot of parents and we've been getting this too, is like, it's, it's an all or nothing that they look at it instead of, you know, just pieces like you were talking about. And I think that's a really important concept to, to understand is that you don't have to just go to public school, go to private school or homeschool, but you can choose now. And there's so much flexibility now that parents have that they can just kind of put everything together where they need it. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So, um, so 
Why did you choose to homeschool your own son? What's sure. the story behind that? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I had already been uh, interacting with homeschool students across the country, online tutoring on Zoom mm. since 2018. So when 2020 wow, happened, the game. <laughs> I am so lucky <laughs> because when it happened, I just brought everything online, you know, yeah. definitely a, this past year has been an a, extremely uh, big growth and change for my business and mm, how, how I present myself, my, my visibility online. So, yeah. but getting back to my son, he was, he was, he obviously he was part of the, we're all part of the pandemic. So he was brought mm-hmm. home. And so I was, vir- he was virtually learning with his teacher at, at, at her, her school, but he was mm-hmm. here at home learning next to me. And here I am teaching and working with him next to him. It was such a blessing mm. because I'm right there and I get to see everything that he needs to work on and celebrate right. his success. And at lunchtime, go for a swim in the pool because we can and uh-huh. just just enjoy the, um, the benefits of being that homeschool mom. And mm. we are running with it. And now here we are up against maybe going back to school I'm thinking about maybe bringing him back but also mm-hmm. right now I kind of am really considering keeping him at home because we mm-hmm. have had so much success with him being at home so right it's a, it's a, it's a choice yep. it's a choice mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so true and there are so many benefits like you you pointed out that that seeing those those that light bulb go on. And I know that with my kids, I, I never really wanted to teach them, but that I just relished that every time that they, they did that. And, you know, to have those memories of them, you know, like learning to read and just all the things that they did. And, and then those, yeah, those spontaneous moments where you could just kind of do anything you wanted to do. Anything. <laughs> was telling you right. what, to do or what not to do. Right. Yeah. And, 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 so, and to supplement as well. So yeah, he, he was like doing, you know, the virtual learning. So his teacher was synchronous. She was working with him at the same time, mm-hmm. but then he'd have his tasks to do that were virtual, which was uh, self-paced, okay. which I liked yeah. a lot. And mm-hmm. to supplement that I could do things like, I've created a word wall in my classroom here at home mm, because mm-hmm. we have an alphabet. And every time I saw he was getting a word incorrect for his high frequency words, mm-hmm. we put it on an index card under the alphabet letter on the wall. So now he has his own personal word wall. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's amazing. because it's like immediate, right? Hey, yeah. let's, where, where's that word? Let's find it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Such my a daughter. blessing. My daughter loved that. You know, we I tried to buy a program to to teach her math. And mm-hmm. after doing that, and it wasn't a live teacher. It was, you know, just one of those where you teach as a lesson and then you, you have to put in the answers. And she yes. begged me the next year, Mom, please, would you just do math with me? Because <laughs> she loved the, the immediate feedback. Yes. You know, where I could sit there and say, you know, I could do a, a, a problem next to her. She would watch and then... And she'd then do another problem and we go back and forth. And that that she's such a social learner that for her, that was the best way. Even we even do companion reading. She's 16, but she loves it. She has to have that interaction. Yeah. And it helps with her anxiety too. So um you just never know with, with kids to try out some different things and, and see what works and one hundred percent, but that's the benefit of homeschooling too, so. right? And finding the blend, so it can be a virtual. So maybe you're on ABC Mouse as part of, you know, your kindergarten homeschool curriculum, 
right? right? Mm -hmm. But then you have a real reading teacher pop in three times a week for 20 minutes just to read and run, run your child through a reading lesson, mm -hmm. a proper reading lesson, and then get those gains really quick. And that way, parents can save a lot of money not getting locked into a certain curriculum. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. they can have like that real truly tailored curriculum for their child by, you know, again, reaching out to the community, getting mm -hmm. people to, to fill in the pieces that they need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. Yes. Yeah. But okay. So you kind of entered this homeschooling world in 2018 and um, what's something that you've learned through the process that you know, kind of really surprised you or was kind of, kind of has been your biggest takeaway about, of homeschooling since you've gotten started? Um, the biggest takeaway for homeschooling for me is, you know, I, I've seen a child who didn't know how to read and I would sit next to him. And if he was, if he was in kindergarten and I would sit and I, I taught with him one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. at, at home at his dinner table and mom mom just wanted me to teach him how to read because she knew he was having trouble yeah and so when he started having those little successes of you know getting the letters getting the sounds mm. he was able to start to read it just showed me that the more it doesn't do you any good to get stressed out and shout and get you know, yeah. up, uptight <laughs> about what's what's going on. And that's the beauty of it. Every single child will learn at their own pace. Mm -hmm. And yes. what I found being in the so classroom true. is that everybody is everybody's pushed to be at the same pace in the classroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what causes stress and anxiety in the classroom. Yeah. And that to me, that got taken away, you know, as a teacher, mm -hmm. as a mother, as a person sitting next to your child, you know, and seeing the child just thrive without right at their own pace and at their own pace yeah 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 that's that's so important yeah and I yeah it it's a mentality we have to let go of as homeschool parents who have been taught within that system yes and so a lot of times that is a big question that parents ask us how do I get them caught up how do you know do I just push them harder do I try different curriculum and it's like no they just kind of learn at their own pace. <laughs> they do learn. It's like you can just take a week off or two weeks off and come back to the curriculum and all of a sudden they get it. And it's like something, the neural connections just weren't there and now they are. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, you know, it's sometimes just a huge guessing game. And um, I think it parents is. think it's such a science. And yet um, I, I even have two teachers who are on my team that were trained in special ed and they still struggle with teaching their own kids because nobody has all the answers it's it's just you know you just try to figure out what's best for that child and that's right so that's right and I think that's what's great about having an online tutor too is that you're that second brain you know guessing and and trying to figure out how how else to approach this subject Instead of just one parent who's sometimes we have that habit of saying it's all about me, I'm the bad teacher or the curriculum is bad instead of, you know, maybe my child just this isn't ready for this yet. Right. Maybe just not ready for it or maybe as a parent, I'm not ready for it. Yes. And, and I don't yes. want to have to be ready for it. Uh -huh. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I 
we got to give ourselves some grace and we tend not to do that too much. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, and if you know that if you have a person who has seen this a lot of times, almost, you know, when, when I get in there to work with a student, it's almost surgical because it's so tailored to what they're, what they need and what yeah. they, what they, and that's where you kind of get the most growth. So that's where I always say like parents save a lot of money on curriculum because mm-hmm. when you hire a tutor, you actually get the exact curriculum that your child needs for that moment. Right. Right. Yes. I think, you know, I was going to ask you about misconceptions in homeschooling and I wanted to ask it from the perspective of the parents that you work with. What are some of the biggest ones you run into that you, you kind of have to help them ease out of uh, if they're new to homeschooling? Yeah, um, the, the, I think parents can get very overwhelmed with what they have to cover in a t- traditional school year with their child. Yeah, that is, that's a big one. Definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just, and kind of, just kind of, I would say, kind of talking them down from the tree, you know, saying yeah. it's going to be okay. <laughs> right. and it, we're going to take a little bit of time and, and just to really simplify how to simplify, mm. you know, a lot of parents kind of me wanting to know how are they going to pace their school year? How are they going to know that they're covering what they have to cover? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of anxiety I see for parents. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I there. completely agree on that one. Yes. I've seen a lot of that myself. <laughs> yeah. And you know, where to start and then how, how simple can it possibly be? Like what do you really need? for math manipulatives or what would I really need for a library? You know, how can mm-hmm. I keep mm-hmm. it very simple for what, what I need for my homeschool? What kind of paper should I use? You know, some right. different little yeah. things, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're like, what should I do? And just to kind of have those, um, those answers at your fingertips, like, you know, by joining your group, by, you know, reaching mm-hmm. out to me, by, you know, just looking for your resources, being, being part of a community that, that can answer those questions. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And, you know, you made a good point, Nancy, that you don't have to have all that stuff ready before you start, you know, um, you don't have to have the full box manipulatives. Maybe you have a couple, or maybe you just use like beans out of the cupboard or, (laughs) you know, um, or the, the line paper, you know, you can find stuff free to, free to print off the internet and figure out what works before you purchase something. And I, I, I always tell parents, you know, there's, there's so many free samples of curriculum out there that, um, try to see what works before you start investing a lot of money. And, and so I love that you, you brought up the point that they don't need everything. Right. To get started. <laughs> yeah. It could be overwhelming. It could be so costly mm. and you know, where do you want to go? Do you want to stay faith-based and how, how are we going to keep it that way? And is it really the way we want to see it? Like this is mm-hmm. so much to curate, so much to, to wade through and understand. So just don't get overwhelmed, but just also don't go, oh, I'll just pick that one. Right. No, you know, exactly. <laughs> there, there has to be <laughs> at least some wisdom put into that process. Certainly. But, but you know, I, I think um, starting with maybe one or two subjects when you first get started, and getting those down and then adding more, that's okay. And especially when you're talking about younger kids, Mm -hmm. you know, like the ones that you're working with, um, it can seem overwhelming if you were to throw five or six subjects at them and they've never done this before. Um, That's right. Do you have any advice for just kind of launching 
and a, a good way to get started? <laughs> yes, of course, of course. A great way to get started is to obviously just not obviously, but to reach out to people <laughs> in your community. Um, I have a Facebook group, uh, parents of elementary readers mm-hmm. that um, I love. I love for you to join during the conversation. There's um, yeah, there's other um, there's other ways to get started. Um, and I, I really want to tell you this, Peggy, because I, I do think this would help to empower, empower your community as well. Um, there, I am giving a webinar uh, August 5th about um, a homeschool kindergarten and how to kind of get started with homeschool kindergarten and awesome. showing parents a powerful portfolio tool, just like mm. something that they can use right away to, mm-hmm. to, to document their homeschool. And cool. yeah, and, and to reach out to a you know, you can reach out to a teacher or you can reach out to your local homeschool, you know, homeschool office, and they will totally guide you on what to do. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's just as simple as filling out out of form. It says my intention is to homeschool my child. Mm-hmm. And then I need to show growth from beginning of the year to the end of the school year. And, and in some simple. states, it's not even that. So, so yeah, definitely connect with your state organization. You can find those links on our website at spedhomeschool.com. Um, if you look on the getting started page, um, we we have actually a link then to every state organization and the laws. So you can you can find that. But um, but yeah, it's it's good to to do that. And so Nancy's going to give me the link for that that webinar, and I yes. will stick that in the feed of the YouTube video. So if you're listening to this podcast or you're watching live right now, um, just know that by sometime tonight before I go to bed, Nancy will send that to me and I will get that into the feed and um, so that you can you can check out that webinar. I hope to see everybody there. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, that'll be wonderful. It's, it's just great for, for parents to get that that kind of walk through and, and this is how you do it. It kind of get, takes that tension away of, okay. I can do this. <laughs> it does. It does. And yeah. oftentimes too, like, like parents will say, okay, here's the goal. I know I want my child to finish or to successfully complete second grade, mm-hmm. but, but how are we going to get there? Right. So it's, it's right. the planning part of how to get mm-hmm. there step by step. So really parents, please just, just take it in increments, take it week by week, yes. month by month, day by day, mm-hmm. you know, and get that kind of overarching idea of how you see that mm-hmm. end goal. Like what, like how, like if you could wave a magic wand, where would you like to see your child in a year from now? Right. And that's what we tell parents when they write their own homeschool IEPs, the same thing, you know, setting those goals and then just how do you break that down and, and make that look like a goal that you're reaching on a monthly basis than a weekly basis. So that's, yeah. that's right. And then keep it, so keeping it simple with, keep mm-hmm. it simple with documentation, you know, keep a digital portfolio, which you'll learn about in my webinar. Yes. 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 <laughs> you know, that, that's great. Even if you take pictures and, you know, you can't keep everything. I know I, I've homeschooled for 19 years. <laughs> There's no way I could keep everything. We moved every couple of years. We actually homeschooled in our RV for a while. So I can tell you, you can't keep it all, but you can take pictures, you can document, you can keep the few things that are super special. And, um, and then the rest just have pictures of <laughs> yeah. to show progress. So that's right. Um, yeah. Well, if you're joining us, I know we have, I see we have even some more viewers have popped on. Definitely know that you can join this conversation. We're going to be diving into talking about virtual learning um, here now. And if you have questions about virtual learning or anything else, um, homeschooling wise, um, we'd love to field those questions. 
as part of our conversation. That's why we're, we're live here. And um, But I'm going to ask you my next question, Nancy, while we're waiting for, for people to, to dive in with us. But um, since you teach virtually, I wonder, why do you th- what do you think about about why families should at least consider using online learning as part of their homeschool instruction? Because I know some people kind of lean away from it, but but why should they maybe consider it if they haven't in the past? Yeah, there's some simple uh, ways to incorporate virtual learning. So there's really two kinds of virtual learning. There's the virtual learning where your child is learning, like let's just say playing a game. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. right, like ABC Mouse. Mm-hmm. And then there's other kinds of learning where your child is actually um, doing learning with a real a live person. So right. it really does translate on the other side because the live person knows how to say stop, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's back up and let's right. move. You're not ready to move through this part yet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, not saying that, but just be aware. And that person can actually, it's way more um, uh interactive than being passive Mm -hmm. so you know virtual learning can be very passive so if you buy like a curriculum like k-12 education Mm -hmm. it's a great curriculum it's a great curriculum right who has to be sitting next to the child the whole time right to make sure that they're doing it you can't just Mm -hmm. click through okay so there's a difference now honestly i think that the best way to incorporate a virtual learning routine into your daily goals your homeschool daily goals is to use it for rote, repetitive kinds of mm. um, calculations. Like uh, there's a great piece of software called Time for Learning. Mm-hmm. It's called Time for Math. Partners. Okay, Time yeah. for Math. Time for Math Facts. And what they have for a drill kind of math facts for addition and subtraction, mm-hmm. and then also for multiplication and division blows my mind. I, mm. my, my students love it. They really? beg it. They beg oh, for that's it. That's great. Mm. Yeah. So if you have something that is really rewards based, mm-hmm. um, intuitive yes. kind of software that will grow with the child, like ABC mouse, like I, mm-hmm. I approve ABC mouse hundred <laughs> percent. I approve, um, of time for time for math facts, that kind of virtual learning and, and also reading books online. So if your child is actually oh, yeah. reading yeah. or listening to books online, they're still mm-hmm. getting the same mm-hmm. you know, uh, piece of their brain stimulated in reading. Right. Mm-hmm. Reading online. doesn't matter if it's a book in hand. So, you know, you always have a device nearby. So mm-hmm. oftentimes, like when students work with me as, as part of my tutoring clients, they also mm-hmm. get access to RAS Kids and RAS Plus. R-A-Z, which is reading A to Z plus. Oh, okay. And that's that's a type of supplemental reading curriculum that I, I advise for homeschool families to get to. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, they have like a finger uh, library at their fingertips. Mm, that's, yeah. yeah, that's that's extremely helpful. Because again, that, that can allow them to do that assisted reading um, that, that a lot of times parents are like, oh no, not the same book again. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they get to choose. And it's, it's um interesting because if like, let's say your the child is reading at a certain level, wherever they're at is totally great. Mm-hmm. You can, there's a space for the student to go and level up so they can actually um, read all the books that are just a little bit easier mm-hmm. to, to fill in the, the, and make that solid foundation. So in terms of like a reading log, trying to find student things mm-hmm. for your child to read. Right. Yeah. 
Raz Kids would be a great place to go, and that would be virtual. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I had I had interviewed somebody a long time ago, and they were talking about how a lot of online learning that is you know pre-programmed, self-paced, those types of things that um, most of it is for drilling. It doesn't include a lot of instruction. I mean, we we now see math programs that that do that, but again, for those kids that need that back and forth, there there that doesn't exist. But to have the option of a live teacher, and um, so you know, I've I've seen that some teachers do one on one, some do small classrooms. What do you tend to to do for your teaching format? Do you just do mostly one on one, or do you do like small classes as well? Sure. Yeah. Um, parents mostly uh, like to have me part of their homeschool curriculum as their reading teacher okay. or, or their math teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a family who I am their homeschool teacher. So I actually I take care of all the bases for their mm. for their child, for their homeschool curriculum, which is amazing as a teacher because wow. I get to work uh-huh. with this child. It's what a what a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. for the past three years. It's been amazing. Very neat. Yeah. Um, so mostly I work one-to-one. And just recently this summer, I branched out into courses. So okay. this summer, I, I taught a stop, stop, stop the slide class okay. for, for kindergarten, first and second graders. We met one time a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, a six-week class. And the parents actually have the modules. So I, it's a proper, proper course mm-hmm. where I teach the vowel pattern chart. So parents can teach how to teach mm-hmm. vowel patterns to their children. And it's a very simple six module course. It's nothing cool. overwhelming, right? But mm-hmm. I've branched into having more than one student in front of mm-hmm. me based on the coursework that I'm working on. So that was wonderful. I had two students for that mm-hmm. class. And then um, I'm launching um, Kindergarten Homeschool, which is a course where it's a monthly course where I'll have office hours where parents will actually be able to contact me mm-hmm. and we'll be able to, and also I'll help set their pacing. So they're, um, yeah, they're pacing for the school year and just to help them make sure they have all their bases covered. It's kind of like a little uh, tutor in your pocket for your homeschool. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I see I see that field growing more and more as parents are feeling like I, I need someone to walk alongside me. And so so being able to 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 cover both bases of supporting the parent as well as supporting the student is is very important um, as parents are getting busier and they don't know exactly where to turn to have an expert to be able to to go to um, when you need that information and don't have a lot of time and you don't want to be up until two in the morning searching the Internet. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> for something that you're never going to find that this this expert could could tell you about very quickly. So exactly, yes, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. So, how can children benefit from virtual, live, hands-on models of different, um, you know, homeschooling? As we look at academics, um, I I think parents kind of go, "Well, this, my child's a hands-on learner." So then, of course, we have to do everything hands on. But is that really the case? (laughs) Yeah. So hands on, you think touching, I can just I have Mm -hmm. to manipulate what I have. Right. And that is that is a huge part of learning. I mean, Mm -hmm. that we we learn best by doing most of us. Right. Right. Yep. But, you know, also when it comes to, 
you know, translating the manipulatives online, there are there's resources that are free for parents in the Google Suite called Jamboard, and Jam and Jamboard's like a slideshow where you can actually put moving pieces like moving sticky notes, so students, your child can sort words out. Um, your child can manipulate words around. It's a very easy easy tool to use, which I also go through, which I also help my parents with mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so manipulatives, I understand, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You want to have something in your hand. Right. And yeah. when it comes to virtual learning or online learning, there are there are those programs which which can give some more of those, that interactiveness. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen parents sharing lots of apps too for for various things and of course you know the kids are sliding their finger around on the screen and and that is almost a hands-on or being able to write with their finger which is easier than holding a pencil um, it is. for it starting is. readers and, and or writers and so so yeah there's it's not all bad um, it's, it's not all bad it mm -hmm. isn't and with my with my younger students who are trying to learn their letters and their letter sounds Mm -hmm. There is actually a little um, uh, pack that I have my my uh, my families get, and it comes with a dry erase board, and it has um, mm -hmm. the ABC the way I've been trained in it. It's called Wilson, and okay. I've been I've been trained in it. It's a research based um, reading phonics curriculum. Okay, mm -hmm. and so um, like it'll have like the board with like the skyline, the um, the plain line, the grass line, and the warm line to teach oh, where the yes. letters go, mm -hmm. how they're formed. Yep. Yes, and it's very um, methodical. So that mm -hmm. translates really well for me teaching letters and sounds and blending words because mm -hmm. they have their little dry erase board there. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing on the screen, right? Yes, so yeah. So we have uh -huh. the, the same manipulatives and they mm -hmm. get such a kick out of it. The kids love it. <laughs> cool yeah I tutored a, a young man down the street and of course before COVID started we were doing it in person and I even had a whiteboard his mom bought for me because um he did it the work better on there than the worksheets are just so tiny and you know yeah. filling in those spots and um he had some writing issues and so so it was just easier and then we could just erase it and and then we, we got to the point where we started competing um, and when we were online, um, we did the same thing is that we, he'd tell me the math problem, the next one on there, and then I'd work out the answer and then he'd work it out and we'd see if we had the right, the same answer. Um, so, so that was kind of fun too, as you know, just a way to play a game and, and make it more fun. But yeah, yeah. But there's, there's just a lot of ways you can, you can teach online and, um, that, that are and very engaging. And exactly. It's not I just plopping your kid in front of a screen all day and hoping for the best. <laughs> right. Exactly. Which unfortunately, you know, when teachers are trying to teach a class of 20, that that's a whole different model that um, really doesn't work well because <laughs> the kids are just sitting there unless you're extremely engaging and, you know, it's almost like you're entertaining. <laughs> it's, it's not individual and, 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 you know, heaven forbid your child is dyslexic. So mm -hmm. what if your child is dyslexic and the teacher doesn't notice that? They just see it as being, you know, that your child's dyslexia as being maybe a behavior problem or not, they're not trying hard enough, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you know, when your child's at home or when you pull in your team, you know, you really will have a full whole child picture of mm -hmm. what's happening and how you're going to best right. support this little child who will one day be 
as old as Peggy's sons. Yes, yes. And it's so funny that you brought up dyslexia because even, you know, that I had my oldest who was on the spectrum, I totally missed that my second had dyslexia because we were just in the thick of everything. And again, it's like, it's, you're not, you're not trying hard enough. And, you know, and then, but to have a team, mm-hmm. we, we did testing and I found out from the tester who was, you know, um, trained to, to spot dyslexia. And mm-hmm. she's like, did you know, <laughs> he gets all the answers right for the first 20 minutes and then he's too tired to finish the test. And I, oh. and she's like, he has dyslexia um, and also auditory processing, but you know, he was just fatigued. Um, and yet it looked like, what's, what's this child doing? Why is he not striving? I know he's smart and, you know, and yeah, yep. to have that, that second opinion, to have other people involved in your homeschooling. This is why it is so important because we get so blinded and we either blame our children or ourselves <laughs> or the curriculum. <laughs> and, and really it could just be a learning struggle you're not seeing. And imagine the anxiety that would be relieved if you mm-hmm. knew that you had people behind you who were not who were not there only only there to support you, right? So right. a reasonable amount of time and a reasonable amount of resources involved mm-hmm. with it that doesn't take you know thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to help. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you know you use these resources for the amount of time that you need them. And, um, you know, and maybe like the family that you, you've been teaching this child for a long time, or you teach all the subjects, maybe that's what you need. Maybe that's what you can afford. So you do that. If you can't, then you just do what you can and you figure out how to to do the rest. And that's right. That's right. Make an hour, make an hour of time with your tutor for 20 minutes, three times a week. Mm -hmm. How powerful would that be? Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. We all need help. I was just thinking about that as I came back from my vacation and contacted my housekeeper the clean, that cleans my house. And I'm like, I need you back because <laughs> I can't do it myself. <laughs> There's too much going on. And so, so yeah, we all need help. And, you know, you just you pick and choose what, what you can work in your budget and what, what you need most. The, right, you know, and the, top, just, the top of the list. <laughs> right. And, and try to stay focused on what sparkles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Focus on your sparkly bits because you don't want to have, you don't want to have that anxiety. You don't need it. You know, yes. Yes. children don't need it, especially. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and we are, we are, we're so connected, you know, and, and it, it is just, just a matter of reaching out and, mm-hmm. you know, be, being a part of the conversation, just like we are tonight. Yes. Yeah. We so agree with that. So, mm-hmm. so definitely um, if you have questions or comments, just know that we got a little bit of time left. So yeah. Does um, anybody have any questions? Yeah. So, you know, what, what would like uh, a virtual live hands-on model look like for a busy family with multi-age children? Um, or maybe just um, if you're traveling on the road or, you know, just some of those maybe less, I guess they become more typical um, for kids. But, but you know, we just we have so many variables that, that happen within our, our homeschools. So, um, yeah. But, you know, doctor's appointments happen and um, <laughs> there's yeah. just a lot of things. Yeah, they do. They happen. You know, I think making education and making the homeschool what you're doing, you know, if it, like like it's the homeschool, right? So it's the hands-on virtual live model. That, that's what you're talking about, right? Right. So how can you incorporate all those pieces? So, 
if if you just realize like it's um not about having all those pieces at once at one time you can actually make it happen mm-hmm. but this is the caveat but you have to make the time right so you yes. can't just say oh i i didn't i just didn't have, i didn't have time it's a real like you have to say okay nine o'clock on wednesdays we really are doing reading group because that's what we're mm-hmm. doing because yes. that's what we're doing mm-hmm. and and i would say i know you know people are traveling things happen at different times but but mm-hmm. how about changing the mindset and plan around, you know, the homeschool time, mm-hmm. right? The focused brain time, right? That you know you'll pay off in dividends way more than mm-hmm. just getting on and going on to do what you have to go do, right? So, right, yeah. So planning around around learning time. So if you know your tutor is going to be with you at eleven o'clock on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, just be there. Yeah, yeah. Make it a priority. Yeah, definitely. My daughter's been doing virtual French. Um, with a tutor one-on-one for four years. And um, the two of them, this is the first time they've taken off this summer. They went through the summer the last couple of years. And and it's amazing because if we go on a trip, my daughter will just bring her computer and she will just do the class wherever we are. And then if her tutor is somewhere, she'll just bring her computer and do it wherever she is. And she actually lived in Japan um, for almost a whole year. And she, they just worked it out the schedule so that she got up and taught my daughter French before she left for to teach her classes in Japan. And then my daughter was on when. They, <laughs> yes, but but you just you prioritize it and yeah, you prioritize. It, yep. Mm-hmm. And, and and the only only stressful part that that can be is if you are on the road, but just not knowing when you're going to get your uh get your Wi-Fi or your. We're kind of used to that because I sometimes do my shows on the road. And so we're, we're pretty picky about where we stay and (laughs) yes. But that's another level of consideration, right? So you really have to plan for that too. Mm -hmm. If you are going to change up your homeschool. Right. Your classroom, right? Mm -hmm. Like your homeschool environment, your literal environment, you Mm -hmm. have to, and that's the thing you can bring the virtual part with you. Right. Don't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but that is a good topic that um, to to address though, because I think a lot of times as homeschoolers we're like, well, we can do it today or we can't. But you've got other people involved, and it's not like like if you were going to go to a therapy appointment with your child or a doctor's appointment, you you would keep those <laughs> appointments. I would hope because <laughs> those professionals are you know waiting. They have that time slot open for you. Right. Um, so, so yeah, it is a consideration, but, but also it, that consistency. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and why that is so important to, yes. to keep that consistency with learning? Sure. Yeah. Consistency is the most key part of success with your academic part of your homeschool, right? Mm-hmm. Or even, even your, your behavioral part of your homeschool. Yeah. consistency how how do you handle you know the day-to-day how do you handle the ins and outs are we going mm-hmm. to handle them with grace is it going to be throw the cards up in the air and see where they fall uh-huh. what kind of parent are you everybody put it in the in the comments there uh-huh. <laughs> how do you yeah. feel about this so <laughs> if if you have that consistency the coolest thing is is that when you are working you know, online with a tutor or doing virtual classes, that consistency is going to be there. So mm-hmm. you're right. If your tutor's in Tokyo or if I'm in North Carolina, I will meet you. I'm mm-hmm. still going to meet you at six o'clock on a Tuesday night. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and the consistency is key. So we always talk about like the summer slide, 
Mm-hmm. Right. So the the student the, the children start here at the end of the school year and they seem to slide down because they forget about what their skills were. They don't read so much. Right. They're kind of out of rhythm with brushing their teeth and their <laughs> hair and they're lucky to get a bath. Right. Yeah. Especially when you're camping like we were. Right. Right. So, you know, so what is the consistency with that? But, you know, when you're in a campground, you you fall into your camp rhythm and. Right. And it might take you a day at home. Yeah, exactly. But you you still, you know, you know, I have to do this this day. That that's just what it is. And, you know, we ended up walking the mile to the marina to get the Wi-Fi. And (laughs) you that's what you have to do but but also to, don't forget too Peggy like it really teaches kids grit and it teaches them does. Uh, consistency that and what it means to actually be consistent and what kind of payoff mm-hmm. that can make you know when when you right. really are committed I mean put me on tutoring I'll be in the back seat with you in your in your car when you're on your road trip you right. know and yep. that when parents do that it shows their their child education is important and exactly yes what do we prioritize as a family and and yeah those things those things shine more than you can talk about them it's what you do more than what you say yes yes so so very true gotta walk that walk talk talk. Mm -hmm. and it's hard um yeah and we don't do it perfect so yes but we try our best (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, as long as you're coming from your from your heart and you're doing the best that you can without mm-hmm. getting stressed out, do yes. not be stressed out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because we, to to we have to improve as much or more than our students do. <laughs> At least right. I know that when I started, I yeah, I was a mess. <laughs> so there's hope for you if you, you think you're a mess starting homeschooling. <laughs> I have a story to tell you. Um, yeah, just read my book, Good at Our be angry and train your kids. <laughs> it talks about all my anger issues and all of that. And yeah. <laughs> Did it talk about like how, how it trained them to be also angry as well? Like, No, it, it taught me the process of how, when I get angry, it showed me some character flaws in my kids that I wasn't supposed to be using my anger to get angry at them. I was supposed to be using that same anger to train them in godly character mm-hmm. and to use that energy elsewhere and so yes so be angry and train your kids <laughs> Aww, that's so beautiful yeah you know. that. so as we're wrapping up I would love for you to tell us about more about how you support families um, and the services that you provide and we talked a little bit about that throughout this but I'd like you kind of give a summary at the end and I'm going to bring up your um, your website again, which is um, onlineelementarytutor.com. If you're listening on the podcast and can't see that on the screen, um, and it's just all together and then .com. <laughs> Onlineelementarytutor.com. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Peggy. It's really wonderful yeah. to speak with your community. It's, mm-hmm. What I do for homeschool families is I help. Cre- I I just imagine what your vision is for your own homeschool family and how are you going to get there? So I help parents who are busy outsource their reading blocks. Um, I help parents who are busy to understand how to get to their goal, how to get to the end of the school year in an empowered kind of way, feeling like they got their bases covered, feeling like they have, you know, their, everything is taken care of without feeling the overwhelm. So I take the overwhelm Mm -hmm. off of parents' shoulders 
Awesome. Yep. I also offer um, group, group classes. And um, this fall, our, this, this fall, so it, funny it, because it starts coming out, out in August. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it yeah. can't be over already, can it? <laughs> it's almost over. Oh. So at the, uh, the beginning, for, for next week, I have a webinar, August 5th, and it's going right. to be um, giving parents some great, a great tool to organize their homeschool portfolio. And also um, another tool on how to organize and take the overwhelm, another powerful tool to take the overwhelm out of homeschooling. Awesome. And I know that a lot of parents have preschoolers and they're getting ready to not send their child to traditional school. They're going to go to homeschool, yes, right? That that has been a huge shift. <laughs> We've seen a lot of that population. There is, there is. So mm -hmm. there is. So what I'm offering is home. It's, it's literally called homeschool kindergarten. And it is a place where um, I put out content for parents on a week. It's a drip to you on a weekly basis. So you'll get a module on what you're doing, what is on pace for your classroom for, for the, mm -hmm. for the time of the school year, you can jump on, you can use it or not. Mm -hmm. And then once, once a week, I hold um, office hours for homeschool parents. I'll be on the zoom. So you just pop right in and just mm -hmm. say, Hey, I'm, I want to talk about, you know, re reading uh, fiction text this past week, I was having mm -hmm. some trouble, right? So yeah, how could you yeah. get some kind mm -hmm. of tips and tricks? Um, you might say to me, I have, I've actually had parents say to me in this um, kindergarten homeschool, um, I'm moving and I want to have my students transfer into a school next year. I want you to make sure that they can take their tests that they have to take to get into mm -hmm. that regular mm -hmm. school next school year, right? right? Mm -hmm. So I help with um, assessment, homeschool okay. evaluation, Mm -hmm. Yep, I uh, give full a full free reading assessment along with okay. um, a detailed uh, uh, reading analysis of your child's mm -hmm. reading behaviors. Mm -hmm. um, I also offer IXL um, Raz mm -hmm. Kids as part of yep. you know when you work with me. These are very right. powerful software mm -hmm. programs. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, and I'm here for homeschool moms and dads, and then also as a traditional tutor for your child. Very cool. So again, um, check out all of those um, services that Nancy offers at onlineelementarytutor.com. And, um, and yeah, and we'll, uh, she'll give me some links and I will share those specifically in the feed um, or in the description on the YouTube video, because then you can just click on them. You won't have to write them in. <laughs> yeah, a lot easier. <laughs> so yeah, I, I always end up missing a letter or something and then it just, yeah, it's not good. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll try to make it as easy as possible for you to, to get that. So, well, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Nancy. I appreciated this. We've had quite a few viewers. Um, they've been quiet tonight, which is totally fine. I hope you have um, just gained a lot of knowledge as we've been sharing tonight. Um, so this kind of wraps up our month of um, sharing stories about homeschool families and just um, different ways that people have homeschooled their first year and and how to kind of do that yourself. And and so um, so thank you, Nancy, for sharing your story along with um, just the work that you do. I think it's a, a great thing and it's definitely needed. Thank you so much, Peggy. It's been awesome to be here. It's so great to meet you in person. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, maybe we'll really meet in person. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know. <laughs> it's been great actually going to conferences and seeing people. They're like, you're real. <laughs> it feels so good. It feels so good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and I just want to thank you, our audience. This episode is brought by to, 
to you by viewers like you um, who partner with us as donors because we are a 501c3 nonprofit. And if you want to learn more about that, you can visit our, our website at spedhomeschool.com slash donate. And um, there's also a link to that on our homepage. So, um, so thank you all for um, partnering with us in that way as well. And um, next month, this starts next week, and we are going to be focusing on high schoolers and how do you get them those job skills? And, um, and so we're going to approach that from a variety of different ways. Um, our first guest, though, I'm super excited. I've been on his show and his name is Doc Hunsley. And um, he runs a special needs ministry up in, um, I think it's Missouri. I'm going to have to check on that one. But we're going to talk about service opportunities for students with special needs and talk about volunteering. And so he has a lot of really great ideas on volunteer opportunities for your students that you can get them in and start getting that work experience without them having to get a job. Um, and it's something great to put on their resume and their transcript. And you can even count it as high school credits. We, we might talk about that as well, too. So anyways, um, that's what we have coming up. And so check out our schedule, or our whole broadcast schedule. I think we're scheduled now through the end of September. Um, so lots of lots of different things coming up. So definitely check that out too. But thank you all for joining us. Thanks again, Nancy. It was great having this conversation with you. And um, yeah, yep. And hope you're all encouraged. So um, just maybe try a little virtual education this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yep. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank Thanks for Bye. joining us. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.